Welcome to Energy Talks, a regular podcast series with expert discussions on power system testing topics. My name is Scott Williams from the podcast team at Omicron, and I will be your host. Hello, everyone. Imagine yourself in the middle of the ocean, climbing up a steep ladder and hoisting cases of your testing gear by hand from a boat moving at high waves onto an offshore substation platform. Your work environment moves every time a wave hits the platform. It is all you can do to concentrate on performing diagnostic measurements and prevent yourself from getting seasick while you quickly perform your tasks before the boat takes you back to shore at the end of the day. This is what Omicron Partial Discharge Application Engineer Roy Brusenbach deals with frequently. Since over a year, he has been helping customers by performing offshore partial discharge measurements and monitoring in the Baltic Sea. In this episode, Roy describes the necessity of performing these diagnostic checks and trending of insulation condition, primarily on cable terminations and gas-insulated switchgear at offshore substation platforms. He also talks about the challenges he faces in performing his work in testing environments at sea. To meet these challenges, Roy also offers tips for performing these offshore PD measurements and monitoring, including how he avoids getting seasick. Lastly, he explains why PD testing and monitoring will be used more frequently, both offshore and on land, in the future. Hello, Roy. Welcome to this episode of Energy Talks. Hi, Scott. Thanks for having me here. Thank you again for joining me. Roy, please describe your background in and experience with diagnostic partial discharge measurement and monitoring on electrical equipment. Yeah, I started PD measurement and diagnostics back in 2013 at the university. And I joined Omicron in 2019. And from 2019 on, I gained a lot more experience in PD diagnostic topics and, of course, monitoring because I joined the PD services team in 2019, and we are focusing on services, like um, services for monitoring projects, and also services for PD measurements and diagnostics. Why has partial discharge testing become so important for the condition assessment of electrical equipment? I would say that partial discharge measurement is a very complicated measurement, and it needs a very high level of knowledge. But I think that in recent times, this topic got more and more accepted by all the people working in the high voltage uh, field. And therefore, we are doing more partial discharge measurements on more assets. So it already spreads on a very wide area. So currently, we are not talking only about high voltage equipment. We are also doing PD measurement in, let's say, the automotive field and also in aviation, because it gets more important in different kinds of fields on the whole world. And also the monitoring part gets more interesting because there are more crucial links in the energy grid, mm -hmm. which have to be, let's say, monitored because if they fail, then there will be a very big outage and every outage costs a lot of money, of course. So. Roy, you travel around the world to help testing engineers with performing these PD measurements and also setting up monitoring. What types of things are you doing for them and why? 
So for the monitoring part, we are doing the whole uh, monitoring project. So from the Omicron side. So whenever the customer requests any kind of monitoring um, system, we are, let's say, providing the knowledge. And we are doing then, depending on the contract, like a supervision of the installed measurement equipment or monitoring equipment. Mm -hmm or we are doing the rural installation by ourselves. So that depends on the region. So normally in the remote regions, like let's say somewhere in Africa or in South America, we are doing, let's say more supervision, but uh, in local Europe, we also are doing the full installation part. And then of course, after everything is installed, we are doing the commissioning. And then one of the most important things is a training for the customer so that customer can use our monitoring system properly. And for the diagnostic pass or for the measurements, there are a lot of service providers in the world who can perform mm -hmm. PD measurements. But if there are, let's say, very critical measurements or let's say it's a new type of measurements. So let's say an asset where nearly nobody did a PD measurement before. So like we are going in the direction of the research sector, then mm -hmm. Omicron itself is normally called and then we're performing the measurements. So Roy, where are the most interesting places you have been to perform PD measurements and monitoring? Everybody in our team is traveling through the whole world. And there are, let's say, a lot of very interesting places, also depending on the person itself. I like traveling to Asia a lot, and I have been to Asia a couple of times for Omicron, doing a monitoring project and services. I also was to South America during the COVID pandemic in 2021, and it was very difficult to get there. I had the full quarantine experience, let's say. And since, let's say, one and a half year, we also are doing offshore services, which is a totally new field for the oil company. Wow, Roy, that sounds interesting. Where are these offshore platforms located and how do you get there? These offshore platforms we went so far are all located in the Baltic Sea, so northeast of Germany. And for the Baltic Sea, you normally travel by boat to the platform. If you travel by helicopter, then you normally have serious problems. Yeah, and so you never want to travel with helicopter in the Baltic Sea, you just take the boat. Why is it more dangerous to take the helicopter? No, the helicopter is only for emergency. So if there's any emergency on the platform, then you will uh, take the helicopter because it's much faster. The boat times can go up to three hours in the Baltic Sea. Right. What types of electrical assets are you dealing with on these offshore platforms? So far, we are dealing with cable systems and the connectors to the GIS between the cable and the GIS on these offshore platforms only. But it can be easily um, spread to the GIS itself to the reactors and the transformers and all the different kinds of high voltage electrical equipment. We did a measurement um, this year on a cable system and we found something in the GIS and now the discussion are starting regarding a GIS measurement on these offshore platforms. What function do these offshore platforms have? These offshore platforms are substations for all the wind farms around it. In the Baltic Sea, we have a couple of wind farms on the German, Danish, and Swedish side. And one substation belongs to one wind farm. So you have, as an example, 30 or 50 windmills connected to the substation. And from this substation, you have a 
220 kV cable going straight to the shore where another substation is located, which then connects directly to the German grid. And so why are partial discharge measurements an important diagnostic tool for these offshore electrical assets? Is it the same as, as for those on land? It is, let's say, nearly the same. So, but you have to know that these offshore platforms, they are very expensive. And laying a cable connection to this platform also is very expensive. So normally in the electrical high voltage grid, uh, you have the criteria that one of these connections can fall and the other connection will just compensate the load. For these offshore platforms, you do not have all the time two connections. To these, you have a single connections. If this connection fails, then the whole wind farm would use the energy which is needed on shore. And this can become very, very expensive for the operator of the cable because normally then they have to pay the full amount of money the wind farm will lose. Roy, when and how often do you perform PD measurements on these offshore substation platforms? We started our offshore PD business one and a half year ago. And so far we made one PD measurement at the platform Baltic 2. And we have two monitoring installation at the platform Arcades Ost 1 and Baltic Eagle. We have no, currently no further inquiries regarding additional measurement, except the one I already mentioned, GIS measurement. But I think mm -hmm. that we will get more measurement requires because some of the equipment in the Baltic Sea is now getting a little bit old and now they want to make sure that all the high voltage equipment parts are still in a good condition yeah. because they don't want to have any kind of outage. They want to have a planned maintenance for all this. Why are regular PD measurements or PD monitoring important for trending in comparison to check and assess equipment condition? The operator of the connection link and also the operator of the platform, they want to be sure that at all times the high voltage equipment is working properly. You can achieve this by monitoring all the needed data you can get from your system. So that's why um, we are installing monitoring systems on this platform because most likely the connection between the cable and the GIS is the weakest point of the whole system. Monitoring these will give the operator a big benefit. And the other option is to do regular PD measurement on let's say a yearly basis or every two years to get a fingerprint of the current status and to be able to compare this measurement with the previous ones. Uh, to schedule any kind of maintenance or repair works. So the PD tests you are performing, are these offline tests or do you perform them online? All these tests are online tests because the offshore platform, so the substation, has to have a nearly 100% availability. So for a just normal test, uh, they will never shut the platform down. And the second thing is you can make the offline test only if you have the high voltage source to power the whole cable. This is a very huge effort. Normally after the offshore platform is being built and commissioning, they are doing a high voltage test on these cables. And this is the 
only offline tests uh, I currently know. So this is the site acceptance test for the cable system. Mm -hmm. And for the current links um, to the offshore wind farms in the Baltic Sea, like Arcadis Ost 1 and Baltic Eagle, they need up to 10 resonant test system to power the whole cable. And this is a very huge effort. When we are performing the PD measurement on uh, the cable connectors at the GIS side, uh, we are using the um, HFCTs and these can be mounted during operation around the shielding of the cable. So there's no outage required for this. We will perform everything online, the installation of the sensors, the measurement, and then also the disassembly of the sensors. Okay, Roy, so just for clarification, an HFCT is a high-frequency current transformer. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Roy, do you need to bring a lot of equipment to perform these tests? Is it difficult to transport them to the offshore platform? For the PD measurement and for the monitoring, we just need the normal equipment we are normally using, especially the measurement equipment. Yeah, we need our MPD units or we need our, in this case, Moncablo units, and we put them to the designated point, install them and perform the measurement. But also we need a lot of additional equipment because of the term offshore. Because uh, when we perform an onshore measurement, we just go there with our car and put everything mm -hmm. um, next to the equipment. But offshore means that uh, we have to carry all the stuff in our specific pili cases so to make them more water resistant and mm -hmm. to put them on the boat. And as soon as we leave the harbor with the boat, then there's no way back in the we have to be sure that we have all our belongings with us. So, Roy, compared with PD testing on the same equipment on land, what are the key differences about performing the PD measurements on an offshore platform? For example, what is different about the testing environment and what challenges does it present? Yeah, the first big difference is that you never go alone. We have to be at least two people performing these kind of tests because our when we have the term offshore in our work anywhere, we have to perform several kinds of checks. So we have our measurement equipment and we also have our personal protective equipment because we need this to go to the platform. I would just describe it very shortly. When we go on the ship, which drives us to the platform, then we have to climb up the platform and therefore we need like our personal protective equipment. And when we are on the platform, then we also have to lift up our equipment. And it's not like climbing a ladder to the platform. So you're not allowed to take anything with you, except let's say a small tissue or a smartphone. Mm -hmm. To lift up the whole uh, equipment we need for the measurement, which is the same equipment we would need for the onshore measurement, we have to use some kind of cranes to pull it up to the platform. And uh, sometimes there are no operators on these platforms. In this case, we have to operate the cranes or let's say very small cranes by hand without any uh, mechanical help. So and that could be very stressful, even if you know that you have to have a lot of electrical equipment for the measurement. 
Interesting. I have a question. I've never been on an offshore platform. Not many people have. Do they move with the water currents? Is there any movement that you experience on the offshore platform? The short answer is yes. The Baltic Sea is kind of special because the Baltic Sea is, is a very small sea and the waves are very short. The platforms are shaking a little bit, but mm -hmm. uh, they have installed stabilizers already. So without stabilizers, it would be more like being on a ship because of the waves they are smashing or constantly against the platform. If there's any crane on the platform, you will see the crane swinging all the time. Does that disturb you at all when you're performing the measurements? The first day you're going offshore is, yeah, very excited and you have to deal with it. Yeah. Some people, they're getting sick even on the platform, but you're not allowed to take any pills because they are, are counted as drugs and they are not allowed on the platform. So there are no drugs and no alcohol on the platform. So Very interesting. So Roy, you spoke before about the importance of performing regular partial discharge measurements and PD monitoring on land and at sea. Could you elaborate on why they are becoming more accepted for equipment diagnosis? The PD measurement and the PD monitoring, they're getting more important because uh, the acceptance of this kind of measurement is growing. And let's say humankind is building up more knowledge. And this is the key factor for having a proper PD measurement and let's say easier PD measurement because most of it relies on the uh, knowledge you have. And with more knowledge you have, the easier will be the assessment. Some people said past in the years, it was like reading coffee in some cup. Yeah. But mm -hmm. during the time we are getting more information about what actually is happening and how to read this PD pattern we get from the measurement. And therefore, I think even if PD measurement gives a very detailed information about the condition of the asset, uh, there are, of course, multiple other uh, methods to describe the condition of an asset. So, and these all will work together and give the operator a clear sign of the actual condition of his asset. Roy, do you have any tips for our listeners involved with testing electrical equipment on offshore platforms? Yes, for sure. Well, one of the most important things is to be always prepared. So in case you go to an offshore measurement, just think about all the things that might be happening and just pack them into uh, your luggage because as I already said, when you leave the harbor, there's no way back. So if you forgot something, then you don't have it because there's no market at the platform where you just can buy some cables or clamps. So you just mm -hmm. have to be sure that you have everything with you. And then, yeah, if you, if you have problems with getting seasick, there's one trick I learned on the first day, just eat as much as possible just before boarding the boat because Are you then serious? I would think that that would be an opposite effect. Yeah. I'm, I'm personally getting seasick and the first day I went to the platform and they gave me the pill, but then they said it's illegal. That was kind of, yeah, not very clever from the guys, but then they told me to eat as much as possible. So I did this the next day and then your body has, let's say no time for being seat sick because your stomach has to work on all the things you just ate. 
and this is great and this works. So really, I can recommend this one. Yeah, and then the next thing I would recommend is having always any supervisor from the platform around you or let's say the company you're working with because when you are not very familiar with these kind of offshore platforms, then it's quite good to have anybody close to you in case of any kind of emergency because they are also performing a test of evacuation systems, fire alarms and all the stuff. And normally you're quite under uh, pressure because you have to finish all your work. So all the PT measurements, installation works, whatever, during the time you are on the platform because the ships, they're leaving, let's say at 7 a.m. from the harbor and they're leaving at 5 p.m. from the platform. So you don't have any additional minutes. Okay. So you have to perform all of your testing or setup of a monitoring system within that time. Yes. So, Roy, based on your experience, do you see an even greater need for PD testing and monitoring in the future, whether on offshore platforms or on land? If so, why? Personally, I would see that there will be more and more PD testing in both of these areas. Because as I already described, PD knowledge is growing and growing. So the measurement and technology is more accepted. The information are more valuable for the operator. And in Germany, we currently have the so-called Energiewende and we are producing massive amount of energy in the north and we need it more in the south or southwest of Germany. So we will have more links and because the overhead voltage lines, they are not that popular, let's say in Germany, more and more operators will have to build cables and cable systems. And these have to be monitored or at least measured on a regular basis to, yeah, to get the condition of the asset so that they know how much current they can pull through the cable or when they have to perform the next scheduled maintenance work on these. Right. Thank you for sharing your experiences and insights with our listeners in this episode of Energy Talks. Yeah. Thank you, Scott. It was a pleasure to be here. It was great talking to you. Thank you. And a big thank you to our audience for listening to this episode of Energy Talks. If you like what you hear and have not done so already, please be sure to subscribe to Energy Talks on your favorite podcast platform to never miss an episode. We always welcome your questions and feedback. Simply send us an email to podcast at omicronenergy.com. Omicron has several years of experience in power system testing and offers you the matching solution for your application. This includes solutions for partial discharge testing and monitoring, which were talked about in this episode. For more information, be sure to visit our website at omicronenergy.com. There, be sure to look under Applications to find matching Omicron solutions. Knowledge sharing is very important to Omicron. On our website, you can also find the latest papers on various power system testing topics, upcoming seminars and events, as well as webinars and training courses. Please join us to listen to the next episode of Energy Talks. Goodbye for now, everyone.